you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast. Initiate Phase 3. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. The band back together reunion. Not one of those reunions where uh, Art Alexakis uh, is there and then nobody else from Everclear. It's it's everyone's what? here. The whole band. That was the example I chose to use. I was so excited during that intro with us all here. I was gonna throw my pen at Chris or Mark. <laughs> Take then an I, eye out. Then I realized I like having my pen during the podcast. It's also an right. HR violation of some sort <laughs> and dangerous. By the way, I gotta th- I gotta say something, Dan. Yeah. Like th- it is nice to be back together, but within like five minutes of being in the studio. We find out that TD has watched all four Transformer. I didn't know there were four. All four Transformer movies, and has never seen a Godfather. I mean, this right. is the future of this country in our in our society. I'm well, gonna have to start. I don't kids understand. Just so we can weigh them against TD. Come on, TD. All I would have to say is I've listened to enough hip hop albums to feel like I've seen the Godfather. Well, That's well, <laughs> I have something else uh, to to talk about with about TD a little later with the silver screen, but we'll save that for a little later in the show. Uh, we got a big show. With a big group here, all four of us. Huge. Huge, dog. Uh, we are going to – it is that time. Okay. So we're going to do news. We always do news, and that's fun. Uh, but the real the, – the anchor of, of today's show will be – it happens every year around this time. Football heads gather. Greg Rosenthal and Chris Wessling. They put their minds together, and they come up with a list – list that decides the cream of the crop of the NFL free agents. They number it 101 top free agents of the NFL, and we will debut that list. Wait, wait, wait for it. Today! (laughs) Down the pockets! We're going to go through it. The top 101 free agent list that, listen, this is an important list, uh, the boss, that, that we use, of course, in our website. Uh, on our, around the NFL group, we talk about it on the show, but the entire NFL media group uses this like a Bible. Oh, yeah, the executive producer of next week's programming was, they were hot after us to get this list to them so they could build their boards and magnets and I don't know what else, but they we're actually debuting it here. So if you're a big time fan of the podcast and you listen to this Thursday night, you're actually getting it a little ahead of everyone else. This is the only time of year when like a shadowy league figure will roll over to our pod and be like, Hey, man, where's Tari Smith on this list? <laughs> and then you guys fill him in. And, like, we, we are more important in this by proxy for me uh, uh, during this time of year. And, and, Mark, you have some issues because it's become more of a West Greg joint. And it, sometimes it feels like you want in on that. I have my own list. <laughs> yeah, you said, you said you were making your own list. I made it. Okay. <laughs> I, I believe I've talked to you uh, – off to the side a couple of times and, and asked you if you would like to be a part of it and would write some of it. I don't remember that. All right. Uh. So, but 
don't don't worry. Mark and I have on our own side. We are not scientists. We're not in any lab uh, putting together <laughs> things, but we have uh, our own list that we will be debuting during this breakdown of the top one. Wow, I'm excited uh, for that. So get ready for that. Anyway, but we're gonna get to that in due time and. Uh, uh, TD, by the way, what's any update on what Win West's toaster before we get to the news? Well, I'm getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of uh, tweets right now. So, I mean, just to let you guys know, there's a lot of tweets. So you got to you got to stand out in 140 characters. You got to make yourself stand out. Okay, just you can't just say, "Hey, I want in." Hashtag. Right. I've seen a lot of that. Yeah. What can they do as an example? Because you don't, well, don't have a lot of characters. Well, you don't. But one guy was like, he's been training in the Himalayas, and that, oh, that's that was good. impressive. I was like, okay, well, this guy might. Do they even in. have the internet in the Himalayas? How could he send in it? In today's technology. Okay. No, no, you got to sta- stand out in your tweet, you know. Whether it's a photo, maybe it's a Photoshop with a guy, something, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. the whole thing. How That's fair. Make, make a listener's work. Right? That guy yeah. also knows football trivia or he's just been in, in the mountains? Oh. <laughs> Take <laughs> and, a NFL encyclopedia well, up into the mountains. I mean, let's be honest. TD and Chris don't care about if they know football. They're just trying to line up no. tomato cans. Wow. Wow. <laughs> And to keep this uh, not, whole charade going. Look, do not cast aspersions on my character just because you were afraid. Win, Bernard, you were afraid. Oh. You were afraid Ouch. to defend your title against me. By the I way, never had the option. I'm I just, lost told me it would never happen. I'm Dan King over here, just counting my millions <laughs> as you guys feud towards the big rematch. This uh, other guy, he tweets out as a well-respected science debunk. I feel it's my duty, nay, responsibility to knock off the scientist, Chris West. Oh, okay. That's, the wow. heck is a science debunker? And and that's fine. But he has to. If people aren't familiar, we need to pass a screening trivia exam to get to West. So, yeah. but I would say we should rubber stamp him into the trials. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is a fascinating new 21st century philosophy, debunking science. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the coaches that are against uh, analytics. Uh, all right, let's do some news, TD. Oh, man. Hey, 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 hey. Every time Mark Sessler speaks, that's all I hear. <laughs> you know what? That, wow. Oh, man. Hey, 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 hey. Who is that? I'm not sure I like that's, all being back in the same that's, room. That's uh, from the Chappelle show from back in the day, a little <laughs> Dave Chappelle skit. Okay. You know. All right, let's do some news. We'll start with the big news on a uh, bit of a slow news day Thursday, but Adrian Peterson, uh, the suspension of the Minnesota Vikings running back has been overturned. NFL Media Insider Ian Rappaport reported Thursday that U.S. U.S. District Judge David S. Doty has ruled in favor of Peterson granting an NFL PA motion to vacate a previous ruling by Harold Henderson and to break down the, the legal end of things. We throw it to Mark Sessler. <laughs> I mean, this Doty guy is like the monster that just keeps popping up at the end of the movie. You think you're done with this situation, and then bang, you're writing a post about Judge Doty again. It's kind of a name. Doty anyway. anyway. <laughs> All right, that's nice, TD. Have a nice time with yourself. Uh, no. So anyway, th- you know, he's not reinstated, Peterson. It should be important to say. And the NFL still has uh, recourse. Uh, they, they just apparently. appealed literally since we walked up here 10 mm. minutes ago. They've officially appealed. And for now, the NFL says Peterson has been returned to the commissioner exempt oh list. My God. But it does set up a situation uh. where the Vikings have to be ready to make a decision sooner than later because it's going against them. And it seems like he's going to be back on the roster soon. Wes. Is shaking his head. Just leave it alone. The NFL got what it wanted. Peterson went away last year when it was a touchy subject. Let it go. Let him play. I support the NFL in all its endeavors. Well, they, it'll, when it when it does come up, whether it's in a week, 
two weeks, even if it was the middle of March, they, they have a few options, and we've talked about them. They could bring him back at his current salary, which risks some sort of standoff. They could give him some extra money, which Ian Rappaport indicated would make him happy and would probably settle everything. Or they could trade him. And we threw out a couple names on the website today. The Colts, oh, yeah. Cardinals, Cowboys, and Jaguars. Let's just say there's been... What about the Chargers? Well, th- these were four teams that we know have an interest in running backs, could have the wherewithal to do it. And there's, you know, let's say there's a little bit of buzz. Trade a him. A little bit of buzz that, about these teams. You trade him at that money, though? Well, I think Peterson would have to be willing to do some sort of new contract with the new team, which I think he would be open to doing, maybe to lowering the cap number and you give up a draft pick. But, and, hey, it's Adrian Peterson. Wait, but I – because this is, this is beyond um, – my pay grade. So he's back on the exempt list, so, but everything's off the table now again because he can't be involved in any league matters while he's on the exempt list, I would assume, right? For now, yeah, they can't do uh. But it's I really think this will expedite it. That okay. You've got to get an answer here before free agency. I thought it was interesting that uh, Peterson's father today had the same teams listed with the exception of the Jaguars. He did. <laughs> I didn't even know that. He said That's that the, the uh, Colts, Cowboys, and Cardinals have shown interest. Oh. Completely left the Jaguars out of the picture. Well, I need to add that to my post. By the way, if the Chargers do land Peterson, there will be an epic San Diego Super Chargers performance in the around the NFL studio. Chargers. Mm-hmm. I think we said Cardinals. But I'm saying if the Chargers land them. He just wants. Yeah, Cardinals driving the boat. Oh. Driving the boat. Are on you still Chargers. on this team of ATL Chargers? Team? <sighs> Once you're on, you never get off. In a way, your heart's always there. <laughs> All right, moving forward. Peyton Manning and the Broncos working on a contract, according to Mike Cleese of the Denver Post, who first reported of possible movement on the contract. The two sides have begun discussing discussions to rework the deal, according to NFL media insider Ian Rappaport. Uh, are we heading? Are we heading towards the end of this now, where we can move forward? With Peyton Manning still in the Broncos. It's the first sign that he's willing to compromise on this, right? Right. Ian, who doesn't usually jump into opinion, really made it clear when he reported this that this is the clearest sign that he's definitely coming back. And this is He basically thinks it's over, that this information was definitely um, something that wouldn't surprise the team that it got out there, and I, I think they're ready and they're, they're ready to party with Peyton Manning. So I guess I'll give up. Believing it's not Mark, are you have you given up that you almost had the ultimate session? Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm annoyed. I'm agitated <laughs> because instead of this being clear cut in my direction, it's you know in a hazy fashion, it's just me owing it's... more sandwiches to you guys. Um, <laughs> constant theme for like the last three years. Which, by the way, we're gonna do our as we did last year, um, our go get my lunch uh, sa- uh, sandwich propositions for free agency predictions next week. Which means we got to settle up some scores. We need to along figure it table. out. You, you've been honking about how you won a couple uh, hail marys there with Richie and Cogio. Okay. Great job, by the way, putting yourself on that guy's team. Uh, but overall, I Build think I, I, th- I think I'm about in the middle here. We got to find out the standings for just this year. So the guy exactly. who keeps track of our Twitter account, let, we need to figure it out from the start and, of training camp to now. What's what's the score? call me a simpleton? I know I love when the guy sends us the the chart, but just like give me raw data, like who owes what. Yeah, uh, and we'll buy some sandwiches because otherwise there's no sense going on with this game. I'd say take your By the time way, the on guy's that, please. Name take is your time. Nick Fortier. Nick Fortier. I'd go get Does my it. lunch. Oh, he's the man. I mean, nice he's gentleman. Best Twitter account. Very accurate. He has that weird like friends Photoshop photo though. That's Nick, right. no need to rush with that data. <laughs> That's Sit on that. <laughs> <laughs> 
all right. Uh, anything else on Peyton Manning, guys? No. Okay. Move <laughs> on. All right. <laughs> Reggie Bush has been released by the Detroit Lions. The running back, who is now 29 years old, was due $3.25 million on the heels of a season in which he missed a lot of time with an ankle injury. And let's face it, he, despite the Reggie Bush hype train rolling into Detroit every August, he's never quite been the guy he or really anyone has ever wanted him to be out of USC. So now he's back on the open market. Uh, I'll throw this one to you, Mr. Scientist Chris Wessling. Uh, I did an off-season forecast on the Saints. We wrapped up that series on Thursday. I threw it out there that the uh, Saints could be a place, a homecoming for Reggie Bush. Does that make any sense to you? Uh I think financially the Saints are in worse salary cap than any team in the the worse salary cap sh- shape than any team. I can't see them getting another bloated veteran contract. That's what they're trying to get rid of. But I will throw one back to you. Mm-hmm. Shane Vereen prices himself out of New England's plans. Reggie Bush oh. becomes the passing down back for Tom Brady. That. I can see that. Hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, because. Maybe he's not gonna. He'd accept a little less money, but it's less about that because you you were talking about bloated contracts, and the and the Saints aren't really in position to spend even three or four million dollars on a running back. If they're gonna do that, they might as well get Mark Ingram. But I don't think he's gonna cost much at this point. I mean, he's he's in the year to year phase of his career. Maybe two years, six million. I mean, he's not gonna get a lot. Don't right, you feel but like- that's so ahead. I was, that's a lot of money for a team that has Pierre Thomas, Kyrie right. Robinson, and and Traveris. Right, that's fair. I feel like the Lions came to Bush and tried to get him to lower his cost and he basically probably said no That's, behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And he's gone and it's like We reported that on uh NFL network actually. Heath Evans doing a little bit of uh, investigative work to texting his old teammate Reggie Bush. I think the Lions <laughs> are gonna draft that what investigative too. work is hey, nice finger whatever. work, Heath. <laughs> uh well, but that's Detroit. Wouldn't you say I'm not taking a pay cut to be to live in Detroit? No offense. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. How do you say no Auburn offense Hills to Detroit? Auburn Hills is a very nice area. You just said no offense after you offended them. Detroit is on the rebound, by the way. Uh, have you not been following Chris Ro- or Kid Rock? Detroit's career? fine, but he's backing up Joyke Bell. It's cold. Reggie Bush can go somewhere else. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. The uh, lady. Gold. By the way, Reggie Bush in Detroit, that should have worked better than it did. I'm over wherever he ends up. I'm not going to get crazy about Reggie Bush being what? a transformer. It worked great for, for one offense. year, and then it worked career bad. had 1,500 yards from scrimmage last year. The year before, I mean, mm. he was injured for a lot. Of, I mean, he didn't have. He wasn't on the field every. He's week, always right? going to be injured. Yeah, he fumbled like eight times that year too, didn't he? Yeah, the fumbles thing. are overrated. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving forward, Josh McCown, who is uh, the bell of the ball right now, the pre-free agency bell of the ball has visited multiple teams, including a two-day visit in Cleveland. I wish we had a Speaking cam- of I wish underdog we had a- cities. I wish we had a camera just on Mark shaking his head during the show, like a <laughs> I, special I, Sessler cam. He was literally <laughs> rolling his eyes and no, shaking I mean, his I don't I'll, know to who. There's, I don't know. To, to the idea of Josh McCown as the bell of the Josh ball. Josh uh, It doesn't even matter what it is anymore. Well, Wait. it's just you just don't like Josh McCown, <laughs> which I get. That's fine. I, do you want to – I don't know. I'll did finish, you finish your part? I'll finish up. Anyway, Josh McCown visited the, the Browns for two days – uh, he also met with the Jets and the Bears. Uh, but now it looks like the Bills could be the leader in the clubhouse to lock down this gifted passer. Uh, I'm not being <laughs> serious about that. But anyway, the Buffalo News and then the AP reported Thursday that the two sides have started negotiations on a new contract. And uh, according to an NFL source, a deal could be done by Friday. Uh, to me, it makes sense that that this would be – there isn't a lot out there, as we know that Rex Ryan and the Bills want somebody other than E.J. Manuel to be fighting for a job. Uh, and here's Josh McCown, who's one of the best free agent quarterbacks, so it makes sense to me. Well, I'm, I'm calling BS on this report, though, a little bit. Not to 
knock another cold weather city. But what this report smells like is an agent saying, okay, you know, we're, we're moving along with the bills. So if there's any team out there that still wants to get them, like this is your last chance. And when do we see reports they're negotiating and it could be ready by Friday. That's like, Hey, please save me. But this is what we're going to go with right now. How inspector Rosenthal sniffed that out. I think he's dead right. And it's, it listen, that's a journo. You got to give this agent some credit because whatever happened to Josh McCown last year, which was an abject disaster, it is rolled right off his back, and all, it's all the blame of the Buccaneers where McCown emerges again probably as one of our making-the-leap candidates. <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I do not understand how you bring Josh McCown in as your starting quarterback because why not, if you really care about developing a team, go find someone younger that we don't know what the ceiling is. McCown is a good babysitter. I I think he's an upgrade on Kyle Orton, and I thought it was interesting. John, what? John Gruden, really? I don't absolutely an I upgrade. Don't. John Gruden today said two years well, why ago. Why absolutely? The Bears were on the brink of going to the playoffs because of Josh McCown's play. Because everything I've seen on film, he's better than Kyle and Orton. And last year, he's responsible for helping to churn out the worst team you know, in football. You were able to let go of your Robert Griffin the third hot take eventually. You know, I think it's time, Chris, mm. to, to, to admit Josh McCown is not going to be making the leap. Mm. I'm not saying he's making the leap, but if I'm the Bills, I mean, what else is out there? I feel like this smells to me that that um, last year Kyle Orton was a Band-Aid, and I feel like they're just looking for another Band-Aid, and they're gonna they're thinking big picture. That one in the Super Bowl next year, so maybe they're trying to build the team, start building, have a nice quarterback, and then eventually get somebody. This is not a good year to you've find got, a quarterback. You've got a defense that's playoff caliber. You've got a couple of good receivers. You can come up with good running backs. You can't go into a season telling your fans and all the veterans in the locker room, look, we're going to put this on E.J. Manuel. You have but to come it, up with a better. I, I would almost say that any fan base that, that's worth its salt can't feel a whole lot better about Josh McCown being the guy that's on the front of the tickets in the, in the programs either. Well, I mean, if you've got Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston going to Buffalo, I can understand that. All right, moving on. Mike Wallace, who was once a prized free agent acquisition of the Miami Dolphins, now on the trade block, NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reported on uh, total access on Wednesday. The Dolphins are exploring the trade route based not just on Wallace's play, but also his fit in the locker room. Of course, uh, Wallace pulled himself out of the uh, season finale and then had a teammate, spe- teammate speak on his behalf in the locker room, and Chris Mad Dog Russo would say, that's a disgrace, Mikey. <laughs> uh, so this is what we're dealing with with Mike Wallace right now. Uh, would you want Mike Wallace? Right. No, did you write the Tory Smith post the other day? I don't remember. Steve Bishotti? No. Oh, someone wrote it, and it, to me that sums up Mike Wallace's value. That Steve Patrick Bish- did, yeah. Steve Bishotti, Ravens owner, says Wallace got ten million a year. Nobody thinks that's a good contract. Well, and he, and by the way, Dolphins probably not the best way to trade your high-priced receiver than to you know talk about how poor he is in the locker room. And that's why you <laughs> right. want to get rid of him. So who's trading for Mike Wallace? This is generally the precursor to getting cut. So I think Wallace could be another one of those good names on the wide receiver. You know, free agent list that mm. we're doing. Good being relative. No, li- he is good. By the I way, mean, little he's not teaser. like a number one receiver and superstar, but you would want him as a starter. He's just overpaid. A little teaser. Bit. I'm looking at the wide receiver breakdown out of the top 101, and you have Torrey Smith at number four behind Cobb Thomas and Des Bryant. I mean, I could you could make the argument that Wallace is number four on the wide receiver list, right? He's in the in mix. a pretty good market. Torrey Smith and Macklin. I would put him right in that depends. mix. Maybe a little behind right now. I think it depends. Got a stink on him. 
Yeah, how much weight do you want to put into the fact that he quit on his team? Yeah. Uh, moving on, jo- uh, John Idzik, I just want to throw this out there real quick, has been hired as a consultant for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Has he found out about it yet? I was going to say maybe week six <laughs> he finds out that he was hired. He starts getting paychecks, and he's like, oh, I'm supposed to go down there. Uh, also, so but by the way, Doug Marone also now in Jacksonville. <laughs> so what? Like, I don't know what what's no, going I mean, on in Jacksonville. Gus Bradley just keeps you know it's a reclamation project one after the next. Gus Bradley, the savior. It's, it, it's like the opposite of like the Super Friends. Like he's collecting the, <laughs> the worst the parts of, of management from all over the league. Super Fiends. It's a, it's a one group. I think the Legion of Doom was the opposite of the Super Friends. And they they, had, they lived in a swamp. More imposing than any outfit <laughs> run by John Insick. And finally, uh, Mark, uh, the New York Giants released Peyton Hillis, former Browns hero and Madden cover boy. I, I always think about you when I think of Peyton Hillis because you were sent on like a two-day journo journey way back in the day at NFL Media to get in touch with uh, fans or the, the organization about Hillis being a Madden cover boy. Yeah. You came back with a hot take that was close to a 1,000 words. So your thoughts on possibly the <laughs> end of Peyton Hillis's NFL career. I don't know how this got into the, the news portion of this show. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't, you know, I think he's had three major concussions too. That's probably why it's the end for him, but he was a patch for the giants and that's all he'd be. But let's talk about the Browns specifically. Did you think you had a seven year starter at one point? Listen, there was one game where Cleveland flamed the Patriots. Oh yeah. Like 34 to 10. Colt McCoy ran for a touchdown. He looked juicy and Peyton Mm. Hillis jumped over a Patriots defensive back and route to another 35 yards or so had a big game. What happens? That whole thing flames out. The Patriots don't lose another game that season to go on to the Super Bowl. That was the game Rob Ryan ate Bill Belichick's lunch, literally and figuratively. Literally. Because he eats a lot. <laughs> That's weird. That's Stole Bill Belichick's exactly. lunch. I remember, by the way, we've done a couple different Peyton Hillis signs gets cut as part of our news on this podcast. And each time we kind of think this is the last Peyton Hillis item we'll ever do. That was so weird that he lasted on the Giants as long as it it was getting carries. I know they were beat up in their backfield, but it was always so silly because he was dreadful. Well, they figured it out. Yeah. (laughs) All right. That's what's happening. Oh, before we get to the top 101 countdown, I wanted to also mention we talked about TD's seen all four Transformers and he's seen none of the Godfather movies. Really one and two. Three is not a one. That's an essential film to see. Also came out at the Combine. And I don't know if this came up on the Damashek show. I would imagine it did, but we should touch on it at least. That TD was revealed to have gone to a solo, like as Van Peebles by himself, Fifty Shades of Grey screening in Indianapolis. What? Is true? This is so false. Well, what? That's one thing true about that story. What does it, that even mean? I did not go solo. It wasn't an indie. I was not an indie this year. <laughs> but you did go. <laughs> but I did go see. For this should game. be on Great. Snopes.com, this story. Just saying. I did go you see. You and it. many other Americans. Who did you go with? Uh, a couple of friends. Just a couple of dudes yeah. going to not see. Dudes. Uh, <laughs> not dudes. Not just dudes. A couple would, of gals was, about it town. It wasn't my choice. Let's put it that way. A couple you, of friends. Wait, so, you went with two females? Two female friends. At least. Are you yeah. dating You're one that of them? Guy? At least. Are you dating one of them? No. Well, you, I like, oh, I like this kind of party. Wait, were you sitting right. Are you sitting in the middle? <laughs> Why is this so important? Cinematic masterpiece, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say middle. Yeah. What? I guess you could say middle, <laughs> yeah. Either you were or you weren't. Well, either way. Point is, not a very good movie, clearly. <laughs> okay. Terrible movie. Okay. Bad decision. Shocking. But soundtrack is amazing. I've heard that. Absolutely. If amazing. you want a, if you want uh, Beyonce to sing one of her old hits in slow motion. And some other 
stuff like but that. But how did it go after the movie? Did it kind of, you know, loosen the mood? <laughs> well, he doesn't you even know what seat he was in, which well, tells you things are going way. pretty well. Let's put it this way. Christian Grey, who was the male you know, lead in the movie. Right, of course. He and I see things very differently. <laughs> Seduction Friday for you? We see things very differently. TD operating on multiple levels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I like the story that I heard better. Which yeah. Actually, well, I was in Indianapolis. And I knew you weren't there, so it's funny that I didn't. I just took it at face value that you were <laughs> in the Indianapolis movie theater by yourself. <laughs> That's a good point. He was uh, here doing the podcast. All right. So let us now get into it. The top 101 free agents as we enter free agency, which is a week from Tuesday, March 10th. It's when it all kicks off. Uh, one of the most important times of the league year. So. Here we are. We have two scientists here in, uh, in Wes and Greg who put their heads together over the last <clears throat> days and weeks figuring this list out. And I will read the top ten. That's how we'll get started. Okay. Uh, I'll count down ten from one. Jerry Hughes, Randall num- Cobb. No, that's number ten. Starting at Hughes to Cobb. Yeah, just making sure it's clear. Okay. I, I took, thought I made it clear, but. I took editorial control since Murray and Cobb were tied. Already? I ranked Cobb over Murray. No. Are we okay with that, Greg? Yeah, that's fine. Scientists already bickering. Well, you want to run it by the host, by the way, before we make these changes? <laughs> wow. Sorry. So well, it's already done. Cobb oh. and Murray are swat. All right, here we go. Jerry Hughes, 10. DeMarco Murray, 9. Randall Cobb, 8. I, I'm going to yeah. run something by you since you're the host. Okay. Uh, number one and two are also flipped. Oh, no. See, now you're just making changes what? out of nowhere. What's going on? Please, what is happening here? And Dominican Sue is our number one for you. Wait, and now you're spoiler alerting the number one. Well, I'm trying to do I, Wes, we're trying to do a podcast here. Wes. Wes, this is show business. Let's get our hat on here. Let's you know. This is organic. It's nice. All right, here we go. I'm going to do the top ten. You told me you wanted to know ahead of time what the changes are. Here My thoughts go. go with you. Good luck on this. Here we go. This is. I don't know if any of this is true. Jerry Hughes ten, Demarco and Murray nine, Randall Cobb eight, Julius Thomas seven, Devin McCourty six, Jason Pierre-Paul five, Demarius Thomas four, Des Bryant three. And then something going on at 2-1, and Nadamakan Sue and Justin Houston in some order, 2-1. and one. I, Let's start right there, by the way. I wanted the scientists. Uh, Greg very clearly uh, believes Justin Houston should be one. Yes. And, and Wes believes Sue should be one. It's not even. Why are you arguing about it's this? It's not even a contest. Sue is going to be a first bout Hall of Famer. You don't rank some flash in a pan like Justin Houston. Well, there's a lot of great players that become free agents that are going to be Hall of Famers. It doesn't mean they're number one on a free agent list. I'm living in the here and now. Justin Houston's coming off. Two great seasons. He's a run stopper. He's a pass rusher. He's more valuable than Adamican Sue. I, I have to agree with West, though. I mean, if you're going to start a defense, Sue is the most disruptive force in all of the. Well, here's why I don't really care. Thank Houston you, is going to be franchise tagged, and he's not even going to end up getting to free agency. So by the time this bad boy hits television, and <laughs> that whatnot, controversy wiped out, he'll be out of there, and Sue will be. And- Number so one. those that are watching on NFL Now and are, are listening right now, you could t- this is an example of the heat that's bubbling between the scientists <laughs> in the lab that uh, that uh, Mark and I were, were overhearing for you know days and days, but especially today. Really, well, it's distressing. Time, so. You know, we have to work in that environment, and it's rough for us. Um, all right, so let's so let's go through a little bit. So Des, we imagine Des is never going to hit the open market either. He should he should get the tag. Demarius Thomas should get the tag. But after that, I mean, I think the top of this list. JPP is getting a tag. I don't think so. And going, yeah. going as deep as 20 is better than usual. This is a nice-looking little free agent list this year. From everything we heard at the Combine, it did seem like the Giants were going to get a deal done with uh, JPP, whether it be 
uh, free agency or or whether it be a deal or a franchise. I don't know. Our boy Connor Orr, he's got some giant sources, and it sounds like they are concerned about JPP on not just the right. physical level but in other ways too. Yeah, and why when you get this close to free agency, the players want to get there. And if there's any concern from the Giants' side, I, it's tough to keep. Once you get to free agency, it's it's almost impossible to keep. We've playing. got NFL insider heat then because Ian Rappaport is reporting the Giants are going to use the franchise tag, and Connor Orr is reporting. Well, he's not reporting. Not. He's just, you know. That's, he has sources. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Interesting. All right. Let's um, – uh, Devin McCourty, let's, let's talk about him because I know a lot of teams also are very needy in the secondary. They always are, but uh, certainly this year as well. Uh, he seems like a guy that's going to get a ton of money. Would, is that a smart signing if a team goes and perhaps overpays to get a guy because there's a lot of uh, competition? I think it'll be the Patriots. I think Darrell Rivas might be close to the top of this list in a few days because if I was picking one guy to leave the Patriots, it'd be Rivas, not McCourty. I think they see him as the guy to keep, and if they have to save a little money, maybe Rivas gets gone because I don't I don't buy the whole thing that they could keep him on the team for 20 million dollars that doesn't make any sense you pointed out the McCordy is Belichick's like fundamentally central right. type player and the other McCordy brother come on down to Tennessee or what it can't give me yeah rake why would you ever do that the, the last, other brother the last admitted Patri- though that that Devin feels like New England is home and it, it, it's a very small chance that he would ever leave there the last Patriot to get overpaid in Tennessee was David Givens, which was Ooh. very bad luck. So let's not do it. Where uh, where would Revis be on this list if he became a free agent? Top five? Well, he'd be right above McCourty, I would say. Yeah. Five, between five and six? Or be so. between him and Pierre Wait, Paul for number five. Really? He's not higher than that? I would have thought you guys would be thinking about putting him at number one. Well, 30-year-old cornerback? Des Bryant and Demarius Thomas are awesome. And then they're they're in their prime, Justin Houston and Sue. Not- I mean – I'd bump you? Orlando Franklin out at 34 to slide Revis right in. <laughs> hey, what did you see on tape no last spoilers. year to say that Revis, who played shutdown corner for a Super Bowl winner, isn't to be viewed as a top, top free agent? No matter what the tape says, the date of birth says what it says, and you don't throw big money at well, 30-year-old cornerback. Part of it's the money you have to pay him. These are great players. I mean, Julius Thomas is number seven on this list, and I know he's not coming off like the best season in the world, but some years – He'd be one or two on the best free agent. We had Mike Wallace atop our list a couple of years ago. I mean, this is a guy in the middle of his prime, really not, no big knocks against him, and you're going to get him for his prime. So it's just a nice-looking list. That's it. I mean, look at DeMarco Mori. Poor guy after that year. He's not barely in the top ten. Right, but he also now walks with a limp. Right. <laughs> uh, that year works against let's him. Let's take a look at the 11 through 20. Mike Iopati. Uh, the guard for the Niners. A lot of disagreement between us on that one. Uh, number 12, Greg Hardy. That's an interesting name to me. 13, Byron Maxwell, Torrey Smith, Jason Worlds, Pernell McPhee, Jeremy Macklin at 17. I think Wes had something to do with that. I'm surprised he's not a little higher. 18, Nick Fairley, 19, Brian Bulaga, and 20, Jared Odrick. Gentlemen. Greg Hardy was one of our biggest disagreements. I had him number 8. I believe overall, Wes had him around 20. But I did it off of, look, I'm not worried about character or off the field. Or he's got some problems or whatever. Greg's team would be so evil. <laughs> yeah, no. Is he's there not... any doubt that Greg's team <laughs> no, would that's... just be like loaded with character concerns all and I'm, felony convictions? All I'm saying is a couple, two years ago, this was one of the best three or four defensive players in the league. So I'm basing it 
on talent, and you're getting a little bit of a discount here. Maybe he's even going to get suspended, and you're going to miss some games. So that's not great. But you compare him. Who's going to make a bigger difference next year? Him or Jerry Hughes, if, if Hardy's healthy and on the field? Him or Mike Iapati? You, you approach yeah. this like it's a fantasy football free agency. Ooh. I approach it as if I'm a GM. It's heating up. And I've got to explain to my fan base why I'm signing a woman beater, an alleged oh. woman beater. That's an issue, um, obviously. But – He's going to be playing in the NFL. It's just a matter of finding the right place for him and the right amount of money. And I Is think he's suspended to start the season. That That's going to be a big factor. But I think you also look at it. You got to look at it from a business perspective. Would you rather pay 10 million for Jason worlds or would you rather pay, let's say 6 million for Greg Hardy, who's much more talented. Either way, he's going to be in the league. I mean, I'm just remembering how he was as a player. You have to take away is, take away what he was. Still young. He's 26. He'll be 27 in July. The last season, obviously last year, was wiped out completely, basically. The year before that, uh, he had, what was it? Uh, a boatload. 15, 15 sacks. He was 15 sacks. I mean, he was the crack, and he was a major part. He got onto the around the – NFL podcast. He did, which is a very proud moment for all of us. Well, that interview was a disaster, but yeah, fine. Um, but yeah, so he's an interesting guy, but I think, yeah, a major suspension is looming over him. His value is going to be way depressed. Uh, Torrey Smith at number 14 is interesting to me uh, because we've talked about it that he's he's maybe in that Mike Wallace group where he's a bit one-dimensional, and you can imagine some team will throw too much money at him and ask him to do more. Greg and I thought it was interesting. Both ranked Torrey Smith over Jeremy Macklin. I like I like Tory Smith. I I, I think too. he's a little. I think he could work on any team, and maybe he is similar to a Mike Wallace. But I don't think people are going to convince themselves that he's this number one player in the league. I I don't think he's going to get an insane amount of money. One guy that I I'm interested to see what happens where he goes number one. But w- when he's you know Byron Maxwell, when suddenly you're in a secondary when they're touting you as the number one guy because obviously the support system with Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, he was in a great position, but. What if he goes to – now, Atlanta wouldn't be a terrible fit with Desmond Trufant, but if he goes somewhere that's like, we just need that guy to be the number one, I, are you guys sold that he is? No, I'm not. No. I agree with you. He seems like that guy that you're going to overpay a little bit but based on what he's done as the number two, and then he's forced to guard number one receivers, and he's not Richard Sherman. Part of the reason he got ranked so high was he was easily – he was the best cornerback. It's a thin crop, and that affected our rankings. Like, this group – last year we had four or five tackles in the top ten – this year we only had three tackles in the three or four tackles in the whole top hundred. So the position he played helped him out. But if you think about it, the Jaguars have a ton of money out there and could really use a cornerback with Gus Bradley. He could put him in a situation to succeed. Or Atlanta maybe ends up with one of those teams and he looks pretty good. All right, so that is the top twenty. So I think for the most part, Hardy might be an outlier for his situation, but most of these guys are going to get paid really well. McPhee, I think, could get overpaid. We disagreed. A lot on that one. I had McPhee 10th, and Greg had him 24th. Well, I just was thinking, how many of those Ravens defenders that have career years after kind of being lying in the weeds for a while go to another team and blow up? They usually get cut a couple years later. Like Ask it, the Dolphins it, about that. Right, exactly. Sounds suspiciously, suspiciously like Fabiano's theory on college players from a certain school. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> You're comparing it to bizarre Fabiano theories. Yeah, like I've got USC proof. wide receivers never do anything. Hey, like, we just cite no, a Fabiano no. Well, that's theory. going from college to the pros. Adelius Thomas leaves Baltimore. He's not the same. Uh, Donnell Ellerby leaves Baltimore. He's not the same. Paul Kruger had a good year, but the year before he disappeared. I'm just saying Baltimore, I think, 
Those, Odell, Odell Beckham's a small receiver and had success. I don't when care everybody's about college acting like you only need to be a big receiver. And you, my point is, you can't just take all these hard and fast rules and act like. No, I know, and that's year. why I put him in the top twenty-five. It's not like I thought he was a bum, but those type of guys usually the Ravens know who to keep. It always worries me when a team like the Ravens, who know him the best, they're they're okay with him leaving. Yeah, and I like the concept that he is a bum riding around on trains, cooking his <laughs> food over small fires. Eating nail soup. Here's uh, 21 through 35. You might be able to get some bargains in this list, this group uh, potentially. Terrence Knighton, pot roast. Uh, Brandon Graham, Rodney Hudson, Derek Morgan, Brandon Flowers. You want to make flowers today? <laughs> Brian Arakpo, Kareem Jackson, Charles Clay, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram down at 29. How did West not push him up uh, further? I Michael vetoed on a few things. Michael Crabtree, 30. Ryan Matthews, C.J. Spiller, Jabal Sheard, Orlando Franklin, and Chris Culliver. That's uh, 30 through 35. Uh, let's uh, start. Chris th- Culliver seems high suddenly. I yeah. also think so. <laughs> Chris, uh, yeah. Let's start though. Let's start with your boy, uh, Mark Ingram, uh, Wes, who. Uh, you have vouched for. So you were you were shot down by uh, no, Rosenthal. I, I had him slightly higher than I'm looking at the list. You had him 27. I, I think had him it's, 35. Big I deal. I think it's crazy that we have Charles Clay ranked over him, but that's you know that whatever. is absurd. He is a top 100 player, guys. <laughs> by the way, if you're curious, and Mark, I know like the listeners are probably curious uh, what it's what it sounds like when uh, when Wes and Greg are, are going oh, at yeah. it downstairs, and the two scientists are clashing. I took it upon myself this morning. To get my journal instinct oh. rolling, and I took out my old recorder oh, device. I like it. I like it. <laughs> and uh, I thought that we were gonna get the bubble sounds or whatever. That's what you were going for. And uh, I'll just just give you a little teaser. This is what it sounds like when the two scientists are clashing. This is an actual recording. We don't like the the Landry brothers. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got more. There's more of that. Okay. <laughs> well, that was us agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another one. Oh, come on. He was good there. <laughs> Who's that laughing? That was a shadowy leak. It's like Damashek in the background. Back. Uh, give me another one. It's a more. It's a longer one, right? Yeah. Now. It's weird how close we are in some of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> CJ Mosley. I'm willing to move Halu up too. I thought yeah. he was really good as a receiving like back. Like, like Listen it. to these scientists I going at it. Sound weird. He overtook Pierre Thomas as the best screen pass back in the league. I would rather have been Bradshaw. I mean, that's fair. It sounds <laughs> like Bradshaw's really effective, effective whenever he plays, <laughs> but he never plays. Right, he gets a nice little jump. Listen to these guys going at it. Well, by, then, by like, the way, we, that was, we were agreed. Well, one bit of color. totally embarrassing. This is the other part that Dan and I have a bit of a problem with. Greg and Wesley are under a shared blanket on one laptop doing this together <laughs> in our newsroom, which is like, you know, it's a, it's a TD, a tad unprofessional. Did we have anything? <laughs> did we have one where the the scientists are upset with right, each other? Right, and none of those clips were we bad. We're pretty other. agreeable, but let's try this. This is the last one we have, so I hopefully, don't, I don't hopefully want this comes more, through. Please. What's Crabtree John Dunson's yeah, Achilles injury? He's all right. He was awful last year. <laughs> he was one of the worst wide receivers in the NFL last year. He was like productive in the playoffs even after the return. All last year he was terrible. This is me. Tr- I'm trying to work while this is going. These two scientists. <laughs> I hope Mrs. Crabtree doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Total pillow talk. <laughs> so, anyway, so that that was just something. Greg, by the way, when we do my review. Next year we're not doing that in the, in the office. <laughs> when we do my review, remember that my journo skills are just going off the charts. <laughs> investigative. That's investigative journo work. Is that why you were laughing the whole time and Greg's rabbit ears were asking you every couple of minutes? Actually, no. That was before. They gave me the idea, though. I 
I'd like to see you use these journal skills for good that actually show up on the page, not just uh, show up on the podcast. pod. So anyway, um, but since it came up in my secretly uh, taped recordings, Michael Crabtree at 30 is interesting. This is a guy that uh, he was seemed to be – he started out as a injured, beat-up first-round bust and then turned into a star during the uh, Colin Kaepernick takeoff season, blew out his Achilles, hasn't quite been the same guy since. So he's another guy to me. He's got a huge red flag of a team that – is desperate to upgrade their wide receiver group and says, oh, we'll bring in Crabtree and he'll solve things, but is he still the same guy? Well, that's why we ranked him as low as 30. That's six or seven at wide receiver, which seems like a deep position. We're talking about all these names, but it falls off a cliff. Suddenly, we were talking about Hakeem Nix and Kenny Britt. I still think, why can't Michael Crabtree be a big-time factor? That offense held down numbers for wide receivers, kind of like Seattle's offense held down numbers for wide receivers like Golden Tate. Crabtree is part of the reason why that offense held down numbers for wide receivers. I think your logic is a little similar to your logic on Hakeem Nix last year. Why can't he have another comeback? Well, did he? No. Late in the year, he looked good. He looked good late in the year, but the Colts weren't playing him ahead of Reggie Wayne. You ranked Crabtree pretty high. It's not like we disagreed by much. Uh You had him 37, I had him 28. I had had major issues with him staying ahead of C.J. Spiller. Well, you love Spiller. so I do love Spiller. Let's... Let's get into that. You had him really high, 23 on the list, and you keep pointing towards this, what is it, 2012 season as the that was peak Spiller, and that's how you got to pay him like he could be a top five back. But then you have four other years of evidence where C.J. Spiller really wasn't. I don't want to pay C.J. Spiller as a top five back. I want to go get him more than I want to go get Michael Crabtree because C.J. Spiller averaged six yards a carry, 11 yards per catch, one of the best running backs in the league that year, it's, and it was because he had a coach who knew how to use him. And then Where Doug, is that coach now, by the way? He's with the Jets, ah. and I still think Spiller plays for the Jets. And if they have Spiller, that. Harvin, and Decker, I'm kind of liking it. Well, doesn't coach. that, like, one reason this is so random at this point is because you're looking at these rankings, and it's about fit. If the wrong team has a lot of money and goes and adds C.J. Spiller, that's not – that puts them potentially way lower on this list compared to someone like a Chan Gailey that can set them off. I think that's very well said, and that's the challenge of making a straight top 101 list because different teams value different guys according to their schemes and their plans. So I think that's a very good point. It's insane how many running backs there are this year, though. I mean, it's, it's very kind of, it is a crazy not, not just the free agent group, but it's a good deep draft class. So you have that draft class, and then you have Murray, Ingram, Matthews, Spiller, Gore, Vereen, Forsett, Bush, Ridley, even Halu, those are some good flyers at the end. I mean, those are legit pieces. It's uh, not hard to find one. Compared to last year when, what, Toby Gerhardt got more money than anyone else? That's why I think we might have overrated the running back. Don't bring up Toby Gerhardt to Mark Sessler. (laughs) (laughs) Now I've accepted that massive defeat on my part. (laughs) Uh, All right. So, by the way, if you want to see this whole list, uh, Greg, where are we sending people? You can go to – NFL.com slash around the league, or you can go well, to no, NFL.com the NFL, slash top 101. How about that? Also, Ooh, vanity. Chris Culver had a great year last year. He did. He was good. We put him, We both put him high. <laughs> I like the, <laughs> the dance that he did. Yeah. Didn't he tear his ACL? Did I miss something? That was a couple. That was the year before. What about his Super Bowl comments <laughs> about homosexuals? I didn't like that. <laughs> Also the year before. I'm not a huge Chris Culliver guy. I can tell. It's on his record. By the way, our number one quarterback on the list, number 56, Jake. Uh, we well, let, we got to get All right, let's do this. Let's okay. do this. Okay. All right. 
So, uh, you know, the scientists did, by the way, great work. You guys did it. Uh, As they're I'm about being, to tear into it. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> you guys do a really good job of this list because you'll notice a lot of other websites will come out with their list and it'll be sus- suspiciously similar to the Wesseling Rosenthal joint. So I think it's reached a level where people are plugging in and then basing their own thoughts. Well, they're just doing a copy and paste. Well, I don't like that. No, but and, on some level, it's it's an homage. Plus, this is a living organism. I mean, Kendall Langford was cut today by the Rams, and we had to Down put him right in there in 79. <laughs> it's got to be changing is what I'm saying over the next week, so keep coming back. So Mark and I put our heads together. Uh, you guys were in your scientist cellar. We were upstairs in the penthouse, and we wanted to – because, listen – you guys do a great job. You know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart guys. <laughs> but you're going to be wrong on some of these. Of yes, course. We are. Every year, uh, everyone's wrong. And, and, Mark, why don't you well, – I'll start with you because uh, we're going to give uh, t- ten guys that we think will be busts that are high up on your list. Ten? Well, uh, I initially I looked at this and said, these guys, this is pristine. There's not anything wrong. Then I thought, I want to just go look at last year's list. Oh, no. And number <laughs> one, the only difference maker listed is Jairus Bird. <laughs> All right. The only guy that can make a true difference is your number one overall free agent. So listen, he signed. He, he you know got a team to sign him with a well, back we, injury they didn't know about. We All did, sorts of other stuff. We did predict basically that he would get the most money of any te- any players. So Wait, who are you? We talking were in about? line with the NFL teams. Who did you say? My boy Jairus Bird. Jairus Bird. Jairus Bird. All right. Despite that sneak shot on my part, you you did a nice job with the rest of last year's list. So, no, not, and I don't wow. think you look at number two is Eugene Monroe. Well, I'm trying to spare you. Number okay. three might get cut. I <laughs> wait. Who's the home? Who's the slam dunk on that list? I don't see a slam dunk on the uh. last year's list. It was a lot of singles. Wow. Singles All right. And doubles. Anyway, so yeah. What were you saying? Well, what was your I, point? I, you know, I, I think <laughs> we can get a little bit too into our own heads when we have Jake Locker as the number one quarterback. All right, because, because there's so many guys why are that are you better so than mad at no, the, no, no. Mark, why are you so mad at the free agent quarterback class? It's not like they can Maybe help it. Maybe because my team good. needs one, number one. But it's th- there is no position more important where you have to have a guy that if you're going to get him, he's got to play Yeah, and we have him ranked games. below Denoris Sor- Searcy. No, the number one quarterback. That guy's made up. <laughs> I just don't like so him. It's, it's the number like one we... quarterback. He's going to play three okay, games. Who's, and your I'm no- gonna... who's your number one? My number one, I would go Ryan Mallett. When, Ryan Mallett. Didn't he get injured like Ryan one, game, one game into his I season? would also put Brian Hoyer above Josh, Josh McCown. Mc, Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick gave him away for free, and then he couldn't win a starting job over Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then he played a game okay. The Ryan that's, Mallett that's love the Ryan fest Jock Lock, blows my Jake, mind. All right, but I'm, Jake Locker is going to give you three games, and we're going to write about his 14th broken collarbone in four years. That's the same thing so people he, said about Matthew Stafford so a couple seasons So you're saying durability is your argument. And Dur- Ryan, durability Ryan Mouth, is an argument for not handing someone millions of dollars. Ryan Mouth's played nope. one game, and he got hurt. He's 56th on our list. I don't think we want to hand him millions of dollars. I, don't, it, I, I w- just think Jake Locker is, a, is fool's gold for someone – Going and Every single one of these quarterbacks is fool's gold. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, there isn't a big difference between Locker at one and Hoyer at five. In fact, I had Hoyer, I think, second or third. I think, well, I know everyone loves to hate on Hoyer, and I'm not saying he's anything more than an average quarterback, but that guy, Whoa, I, I'd take him over that. Jake Locker in a second. Well, this is where you look at the overall rankings, and you see they're all bunched very close together. We didn't put that they were there was much in between any of those guys. All right. Here we go. Right. Now, Locker. 
heat. I think Mark just saw Locker at number one, and he got pumped up. But that doesn't I'm really looking mean at anything. the the positional rankings, yeah. and that got on my that That's got great. on me. I didn't got on like your it. radar. All right, so here are Mark and I. We both uh, chose four or five guys in the top twenty-five or so that we think will end up being bust. Doesn't mean that like we knew something that Mark and uh, Wes and Mark Greg didn't. Well, but, we clearly don't. But right. Perhaps, wait, so you're saying wait. So what you're saying is you don't know the future of exactly what's going to happen. Perhaps here? though, we do. And I'm just saying that okay. to make it seem Possibly. like I'm okay. All right, here we go. I'll, I'll, you want me to get going with this? Yeah, please do. All right, JPP, who we have at number five. When's the last time JPP has been JPP? So he had nine sacks in the last five games of last year. All right, but like – That's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, well, okay. You just got smacked out. Yeah, but all right, how about you, you, you say that in garbage time on a bad Giants team, you, and, but then you, <laughs> you wash over Eli Manning having monster numbers in that same stretch. I don't think JPP was getting bolstered by Odell Beckham. How about How about JPP knowing he has a contract year coming and he starts trying hard in the back half of the season? Is that what happened, or did his back finally get well or, enough to play with? Or has he always been banged up, and now he's – how old is he now? 25, 26? Let's yeah, look this up. He's someone that I, I, I think, think it 26. helps. When you watch him, I'm always a little more impressed with him than his numbers show. I think he's one of those guys that is a big factor in the running game, takes a lot of attention, and you're impressed with the plays that he makes the more you watch him. Even even if he doesn't like light up the stat sheet, I think he's very, very valuable. I agree. How many 4-3 defensive ends are really good against the run and get double-digit sacks? Very few. All right, well, he's still on my list. Mark, your gotcha. turn. I'll just tag me into the ring here. Yeah. I'll deal with this Andre the Giant and his brother scenario. Carl <laughs> uh, De- the Giant. DeMarco Murray. I, listen, DeMarco Murray was fantastic last season, and I feel that Dallas, if they don't bring him back, and they, they probably won't, it's because they said, we're going to run this guy into the ground, and we'll never need him again. And someone, I just think he's going to get overpaid to become someone's number one back, and the history of DeMarco Murray concerns me. Yep, I'm that guy that keeps bringing up durability, and outside of last season, the guy was a major injury issue. I can't disagree with the thing you said. Yeah, he was someone I struggled with putting that high. Maybe we did put him a little high. You just, you almost felt bad, like after he, last year, if you're just basing on last year's, he's a top five of this list. Well, but you're right. You start looking at players like Byron Maxwell, is he really worse than Byron Maxwell, or, you know, Mike I thought. Murray was a tackle-breaking monster for three months, and he wasn't the same guy for the last two months, December and January. So that would be my concern. I think your point's fair, though, that we could have him a little high and and some team could end up overpaying for him. All right, Dan, I just got Greg in a hemlock hold there. I'm tagging you in. (laughs) Thank you. All right, how about Julius Thomas, who who I think people somehow have started to get to the point where they overlook uh, how great Peyton Manning is and what he can do for teams and players. Yep. And I think Julius Thomas, if you put him, if you don't put him in the right situation with the right quarterback, all of a sudden he's a guy that has 50 catches and four touchdowns and you paid him to be Jimmy Graham. I'm a little nervous if I'm opening up my pocketbook for that guy. And I own a pocketbook so I am not afraid That's weird. to wear men like and that. women's clothing. I like that. You're an eccentric. A lot of people don't even use the word pocketbook. Well, you know, I'm from New York. I think if you look back <laughs> at the Broncos' record-breaking season, uh, the the reason why they went from a very good offense to a historically re- great offense was because Julius Thomas became a mismatch and entered the starting lineup. Nobody had an answer for him. Part of the reason I was happy to rank him that high is guys like this just at tight end. I can't I can't remember them becoming available too often. I mean, Tony Gonzalez became available way at the back end of his career. Jared Cook got a thirty five million dollar contract. Julius Thomas like is that. way better. That's than what him. I'm saying. So and, and he's in the middle of his prime. If he goes to the right spot, you're right. That's huge. But if it's Atlanta, ooh, sign me up for that. Oh yeah, 
They're trying but, to wear us down, Dan. Let's get uh, into our next one. I feel good about that. We'll tagging me in. Now, we already went down the Byron Maxwell Road, so I'd like that to be added to our record. But let's talk a little. <laughs> TD, you're making notes on this. I want to go back to Torrey Smith because this, to me, also reeks of someone that's going to get overpaid who I, I just don't see Torrey Smith as, as a game-changing wide receiver if he's brought in as a number one on a team that has any issues at quarterback number at all. 14, well, you're putting yeah. all these qualifiers. We have to make the list in a vacuum. And he's a good player. You're right. Every player well, needs a good Well, that's not the game we're playing. We're just coming in and we're cheap-shotting <laughs> How about, left and right. I mean, you're right. Every player depends on the situation. But every year he's been in the league, he's until last year he had 800 yards. He's been good in the there's playoffs. A, yeah, he's been there's productive. There's a hidden stat with those 800 yards, though. He led the NFL in pass interference yards by a ton. Woo! He would have had way over 1,000 Okay. And you pay for big plays. He's averaged 17 yards per catch for his career. So you at least know what you're getting. Hopefully, you're right. If they pay him like... Ten, eleven million dollars a year—it's it's bad money. How about at number twenty-six, uh, Brian Arakpo? If it, I am not given coming off three torn pectoral muscles, you could take your gamble with Brian Arakpo staying healthy and uh, regaining uh, his great play of his early Washington career. I am not going near that guy for a lot of money. Well, that's why last year he was in our top what eight or nine. <laughs> now he's down. To, now he's down to twenty. Didn't work out so well. B.J. Raji was similar, where he was in our top 20 last year, got hurt all year, he's back again. Hey, he's a risk, but that's why teams don't win by spending lots of money in free agency. After you get past the top 25, I would say, on this list, I mean, or even 20, I mean, a lot of them are just very risky types of picks. Mark. Muhammad Massaqua, 28. I don't know where you guys <laughs> The guy hasn't been in the league in like a year and a half. No, no, but let's stay at 28. Charles Clay. I just think he's chronically overrated here because if I am going to look at this list 1 to 100, yeah. you're saying that a wide pool of general managers want Charles Clay, who has some talents, I like the guy, but over Mark Ingram, Ryan Matthews, C.J. Spiller, I have a huge issue with that. Thank you. Yeah, you know, we might we might be willing to move on him. Dan Williams. I well, what's the argument? I don't know. Who overvalued Dan him Williams. here? How did he I like get, Dan how did Williams. He, how did Charles Clay get here? By the way, Wes, you actually ranked him the exact same as me. So you can't, Who? You can't, Charles Clay. That's because I, I asked you about the ranking, and you're like, all right, I'll move mine down. Yeah. Well, either way, though, that that's where he's at. He's at 30. Uh, he's a versatile player. There aren't many players like him that can be a tight end, be a running back a little bit. I mean, move him around. You're going to need a creative offense. But, I mean, he's a factor. I don't know. You got Ingram, Crabtree, Matthews, and Spiller. If they're on their games, all four right, of those guys fine. can anchor your offense. To me – Really? Cause not Crabtree, but let's how say many Matthews, Ingram, Of those Miller. three players, they've all had injury problems. They all need to split carries. They all have never shown they can carry the load. To me, they're very valuable pieces, but they're not like starter-type guys, and that's kind of what Clay is. He's a specialist. I think all three of them are starters. I think they will be in 2015. I don't know. I think they're rotation guys. I got one more here. I'm not, I was going to bring up Kenny Britt, but You've he's, got these guys in trouble. He's buried at 61 on the list, so I feel like you guys understand that that's – you know, kind of a potential risk for any team. But how about Nick Fairley, who you have at 18? Yeah, he's got uh, he's got injury issues, off the field issues. He has trouble keeping his weight down. <laughs> I'm not going to be the team that gives him his second contract and then he eats himself out of the league. Somebody else can do that. No, thank you on Nick Fairley. <laughs> That's fair. He, he's one of those risk reward guys. He is. Uh, I'll sign him up. Just bring him over. I'm going to get him, <laughs> Greg Hardy, <laughs> uh, maybe Brian Peck. So Brian Arakbo's pectoral. Get OJ on the staff, make <laughs> him the running backs coach. Michael Crabtree, just for a little good uh, locker room 
Uh, Brandon Spikes to talk to the media. We're going to have a good old time. <laughs> it's good. A lot of talent. I like this kind of post. Nice five and 11 season. Ryan Williams could be oh, your, like, uh, columnist. We're going to be like the – Jordan Cameron's concussions. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be like the 1970s Raiders. Dan drops some Run NBC News heat. Yeah. John Matuzic. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Good luck with uh, Nick Fairley. That was fun. Uh, all right. Any other nits, nits to pick? That's it. That's all I had. Like I said, I think you guys do a I great job. I think you guys did an excellent job poking yeah. holes you in need to do some of our weak spots. TD, who won that match, if that was a wrestling match? Well, uh, he wasn't listening. What the hell's going on <laughs> My thoughts exactly. That's his panic move. He's like, I wasn't listening, but <laughs> I got this Lombardi drop that can bail me out. <laughs> oh, yeah. In this case, it didn't work. All right. <laughs> Let's see. We are back next week. Three shows, and free agency is coming. Like I said, it is March 10th. So uh, next week we will have our uh, our big uh, go get my lunch. High octane contraptions. Yes, go get my lunch. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know, go get it. Go get my lunch. Propositions, we'll bring them back. So in the meantime, with our group internally, let's get those sandwiches. Let's get back uh, everybody even. And Mark, I'm looking at you. You owe some sandwiches. <laughs> I bought you two each one. That's true. And I, I have was, to buy another round. I wasn't there that day. I'll buy you one, too. All right. So uh, we'll be back with three shows next week, so make sure you tune in. This is Dan Hansa signing off for Quiet Storm, The Mailman, The Boss, and Tay Day Behind the Glass. Until next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.